Packer fans. My name is John, and this is my good buddy Andy, and you're listening to the Packers Blitz Podcast, the podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times in the 1980s of Packers football and lived to talk about it. And this podcast is dedicated to always the world's greatest fans, Packer fans. So I'm going to get right into it, Andy. Hello, before we get right into it, Jackson, how, how are you doing, buddy? How are you doing? How's everything going? <laughs> I've been better, John. I've been better. But uh, we kind of predicted this, didn't we? Unfortunately, we predicted it. We did on Packers Blitz. Okay. So, in today's Packer Blitz, um, it's going to be a little scary. It's going to be a little spooky. Because if you've watched Packer games (laughs) in the past couple weeks, you will know it's a scary offense and a very spooky and creepy offense. And we, we have some issues. So, but I'm going to get right into it. And I went to the game on October 9th, 29th against the Vikings. Okay. So here's the first two things. One Viking fans suck. Okay. They always suck. And I'll get to why here in a second. I think about 98% of them suck. There is some 2% who don't suck. Uh, really quickly, I work with a, a diehard Viking fan who actually was a really good Viking fan because he said, we have won nothing. We have done nothing. Every time we get close, like in 1999, which is a long time ago, and in the 70s where they were in the Super Bowls, a long time ago, and one Hall of Fame quarterback in Fran Tarketing. By the way, he's not that good. So everybody just, you know, you can argue with me. Bring it on, Viking fans. Okay, here's the thing. First of all, there were, I was telling Andy offline here, there was about 55% Packer fans and about 45%, and I'm not kidding, Viking fans. I have never, ever, in the 20 years I've been going to Lambeau, seen that disparity. The other thing is, they started the skull chant, okay? They, you know, the skull, but it's whatever. They don't understand history. That is not meant for that. That is meant for friendly uh, conversation when you're like, you know, when the Vikings were, and I'll just do this really quickly, when the real Vikings <laughs> warriors were together, they, when they were celebrating, they would say skull, and they would bump their tankards of ale or whatever they were drinking and say skull. Kind of a nice way of saying cheers. So it has nothing to do with Viking fans. Second of all, Viking fans, Vikings were never in your state that rune that you found, and Andy probably don't know much about this, but I'll explain really quickly, that Viking rune that you found has been basically by scientists said it's not real. So why did you call yourself the Vikings? Because you thought Vikings were there. They weren't there. So that's the second thing. The third thing is, you're not going to the Super Bowl, Viking fans. And now, with Kirk Cousins gone for the year, you are totally... F in the B, and welcome to us, because you do not have a quarterback, and you're not going to get a quarterback. And when I was watching the game, Packer fans, I know you'll be like, which game are you watching, John? They're not much better than us. Our defense held them for the most part. There were a lot of mistakes, and we'll get into some of the players and stuff. So 
the reasons I hate Viking fans is one, they have no sense of history. Two, they're totally in fantasy land about their team. And three, look, when you're in somebody's house, when you're in Lambeau Field, this is a holy place, okay? This is the holiest of holy, okay? This is the Vatican, okay? Or Mount Rushmore or whatever places you want to say that are considered legendary. Like, holy. Like, this is the Mecca of football. Okay? You don't go in there and start a skull chant, okay? That's dumb. And when they started it, when I said to Andy, they started it, and Packer fans squashed that quickly, <laughs> which I'm glad there was not any violence. There might have been violence at the game, which I, I, I don't like. I did not have, and I want to apologize, and I know you're probably not listening, but I had an older Viking couple uh, fans sitting in front of me. The old guy would not shut up. <laughs> And he kept cheering, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But he kept standing up, and he, he went overboard a little bit. So I had to uh, check him. Let's just say that. I did it nicely. <laughs> no one's hurt. Wasn't my greatest moment. I do apologize for that because that is not good sportsmanship. But the whole atmosphere of the game was, oh, man, we're, we're, we're terrible, and, and this is not working, and this is uncharted territory for us. That's what I kept hearing on my way home listening to uh, the aftercast of the, of the game. Um, I love some of these guys are really good. <laughs> but like Wody and Tausch, they, you know, Wody, Jason Wody, he's been doing this for so long, he's removed himself from it. But even he is like, what's going on? And Tausch, you know, when people get on there and they start screaming and yelling, it's Murphy, it's this guy, it's that guy. You know, he steps in and goes, hey, guys, you know, I get it. You know, we have some problems. We have some injuries. He was calling – Tausch was calling out players. He was calling out Jair Alexander, who doesn't look like he wants to tackle anymore. He was calling out Josh Myers for missing blocks. He was calling out some of the other defensive guys. Uh so I like when players do that, who played the game, who played the game in a high level. This is Mark Tauscher, Packer Hall fan. So the whole consensus of the game was we're not very good, but I don't blame Jordan Love, we'll get into that. It's He needs help. LaFleur didn't give him any help again, and that is really, really uh, becoming a problem. Um, the other thing about the game was when it got to about three minutes, people left. Now that rarely happens. So I was like, oh, boy, here we go. We're like all the other fans, and we're better than the other fans. We are better than Viking fans. We're better than Bear fans, better than Lions fans, okay? And the thing is about this podcast, we don't want to be all doom and gloom, okay? We want to bring some positive to this by showing – that were reality, right? And I, I'm going to take back a couple quick things. One, <laughs> Mark Tarsha was right about two things. Okay, one, he said, for all the people that want to put Sean Clifford in there, you're basically destroying the development of Jordan Love. What you're saying is if you bench Jordan Love, which I said, and, and Andy is kind of that way too, 
you are basically stopping his development uh, and not being able for him to try, okay? So the Sean Clifford, I totally walked that one back. That's a really stupid idea, <laughs> okay? But I will not walk back the fact that Lafleur has to think of a way to figure this out, and he is now on the warm seat. Because Mark Tauscher said, hey, the reason he's getting a break is because his 13-4 and four seasons – going to NFC championship games. Well, those were a long time ago. And now it's time to bring back the Packers, which Andy and I have said for many episodes that this really, really has to um, step it up. The season's over, folks, uh, unless there's a miracle that happens. But we just don't have the team anymore to really fix the problem. And a lot of Packer fans that were there, I just wind up by saying this was they have not seen losing. Like I said, it's uncharted territory. My son, my daughter, uh, Andy's sons, all they've seen for the most part is winning and Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So this is new. And we don't like it. So, I just think that Packer fans, hey, we're the best fans. we got to support our Packers. This is all we have. We don't have another team, okay, in football. We're not like California where you have three teams. You know, this is it. And this, like I said, they belong to us. This is a part of us. So we have to support them. But we also have to be realistic with management and say, hey, what's going on? What what happened, you know? And a lot of people, too, were talking about we could have had a dynasty. And people said we were going to have a dynasty after the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh and winning that. And then, well, that's what happens. So, anyway, that was – I don't know if you wanted to add anything before we get to the news and notes, but it, the atmosphere doesn't look too good. That's, I guess, uh, is the big takeaway, too, so – Andy, anything to add? Um, John, I will mention I did, uh, you know, watch quite a bit of Fran Tarkenton. Um, he was one of the first, uh, you know, running quarterbacks. And um, yeah, he was okay. good. I mean, he was, I mean, I think he was worthy yeah, but of he was not the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Really? In my, in my opinion, he was. He took, the, <laughs> he took the Vikings. He took the Vikings to, I believe, four Super Bowls. So that's got to amount to something, I would guess. But yeah, um, I guess so. They lost. <laughs> they lost all four times, yeah, correct? All four they lost to uh, Kansas City. They yeah, lost they don't to have the Dolphins. They lost to the Steelers, and they lost to the and Raiders. Raiders. All four of those teams. I yeah. think it was four times. So there's kind of a correlation between uh, his career and kind of Joe. Uh, Joe Kelly's career uh, with the Buffalo Bills uh, because he also lost yeah. four, and it just happened to be, I believe, four straight. But um, yeah, there are yeah, which will never be done before. The other thing that that Fran had going yeah. for him is he had a great running back in uh, Chuck Foreman, I believe his name yeah. was, and he was Chuck awesome. Foreman. Yep. And then uh, their defense and Bud Grant was, was a great coach. Oh, the, yeah. Yes. The, Yep. Yeah, the purple people defense, So there's one guy on there. His name was, I believe, Alan Page. And don't 
ask me how I remember his name, but that guy, that could, that guy could play. And so they had a fantastic yes. defense. And that was one of the main reasons that they, they made it to so many Super Bowls, too. So I just wanted to mention Absolutely. that. Absolutely. They, they did have a – yes, and Bud Grant. God, God rest his soul. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, there are some correlations there between the Vikings, though, and the Bills. So, But at least they got there four times with them. So kudos to them for that. Yeah, it was the 70s. Doing a lot. Yeah, it was the 70s. And they were doing better than the Packers were doing. Sorry. That was for sure. <laughs> so at least they were dominated the '60s. Get out of here! Right, <laughs> five championships. Yeah. So, so Jen and I are going to try to keep this <laughs> under an hour. <laughs> and uh, sorry, we got off. Yeah, John, went, John went off sorry. for a while, so but I figured I'd bring that up. Sorry, John. John is, right, John is right ninety-nine percent of the time, but he's not right about that, in my opinion. But. Um, agree to disagree, agree to disagree. Right? Right, okay so Packers news and notes let's uh, talk about a few things John so just like John Simone Biles was in attendance at the Packers game on Sunday John did you did you see her at all did you see Simone no, on I the field not. okay and no, I think I she was not. on the field uh, either before the game or after I saw some pictures of her so I think no, it was probably before the game not. Well, her presence did not bear any fruit for the Packers' win tree. I wish one of our players was dating Taylor Swift. Maybe Swifties could then will the Packers to victory with their Swiftiness. Uh, Nothing else is helping. Uh, Maybe that uplifting support would. Who knows? So I know you're not a big Taylor Swift fan, but anything could help. No, I'm not. Right? Right, John? Well, yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, anything. Um, so just an update, a Packer Blitz update uh, from multiple episodes. We've been talking about former Packers uh, middle linebacker Blake Martinez. And I just want to let everybody know that he's attempting an NFL comeback. He tried out with the Carolina Panthers last Wednesday. Uh, didn't look like he got signed. I kind of checked into that. Didn't look like uh, anything's happening at the moment. Um, Martinez told CNBC make it, and I have no idea what that is. Uh, and this is a quote from yeah, him every yeah. single day when I wake up, my shoulder doesn't hurt and my back doesn't hurt anymore. When all that hurts, uh, are my fingers from opening like 1000 packs of cards per day. I think I'm gonna, I'm going to keep doing this. So I think he was referring to playing football. Well, Blake, as we okay. have discussed in previous episodes, don't lie to the public. <laughs> it's your legal issues uh, with your Pokemon mm. trading card business, uh, Blake's Breaks. Yeah. Uh, that is the possible, you know, the probable reason uh, for your return to the NFL. If what you say is true and your body doesn't hurt anymore, then John's and my recommendation, I would, I can, I probably can speak for John would be to enjoy your retirement pain-free. With all the rash of injuries in the NFL lately, Mm. why come back? John, any opinion on that? So Blake's maybe coming back. That I totally agree with you. Do take the money and run and get through your legal troubles. Uh, You know, just that's, it's dumb. Don't make a comeback. It's. Yeah, I don't don't get it, but I. Live your life. yeah. yeah, I'm sure he's he's feeling good, so he's got this passion to return. You know, I I understand. I mean, if I had the talent and 
uh, that he has, uh, that he, you know, probably still has to play the game that I'd probably be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but, Mm -hmm. um, I really would recommend, you know, just, just live your life, be happy and be healthy and live your life. It's not like he doesn't have some money. Yeah. Uh, His net worth is quite high. So I think he's all right. (laughs) He could probably retire if he wanted to. Right. Right. Packers legends. Second thing I want to talk about, Packers legend and former wide receiver Donald Driver played 14 seasons for the Green and Gold. He had seven seasons of at least 1,000 yards, including six straight from 2004 to 2009. If he was allowed to play fantasy football, he would have picked himself plenty of times for his fantasy team. Now that he's a former player, mm-hmm. he gets to feel like a general manager and play fantasy football himself. Back in the day, he was unable to. The very interesting comment that Donald made recently mm-hmm. is that he uses he uses AI technology instead of his insider info to help him. Driver has partnered with IBM, whose Watson app has been helping ESPN Fantasy participants the last seven years. Its technology helps fantasy managers, including Donald Driver, to see who should be drafted, traded, cut, benched, and started. Many AI supporters believe its technology evens the playing field among the millions of fantasy players. Uh, Packers fans, Packer Blitz fans, if you're all wondering, Donald Driver's fantasy team is two and five. <laughs> About the same record as the Packers, John. <laughs> that is the same record. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a- yeah. So he's two and five. He's using A and I AI. Uh he's probably using A and I too, but uh Anyway, personally, as a a fantasy football fanatic, I think that it's a cautionary tale. Err on the side of caution. Whether you use AI, fantasy gurus, or even even Vegas odds makers to help you win, the reality is that to be a true manager of your team, you sometimes, you just have to go with your gut. Goody, I'm talking to you. Even Vegas, not correct predicts. The majority of the Packer games in which it has picked them to win every single game. How has that worked out so far, John? <laughs> There's some people. Okay. So, uh, John, because we want to get this thing going, unless you have something this, you know, you want to talk talk about regarding that. It's interesting. Thank you for sharing. No, thank you for yep. sharing. Very interesting. Thank you. I, I saved the best for last. The Packers and their standout pass rusher, Rashawn Gary, inked a new deal on a big contract extension of four years, four years, $107.5 million. He is now one of the highest paid non-quarterbacks in the NFL, but remains behind a few players at his own position, like Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, TJ Watt and mm-hmm. Miles Garrett. Yeah. This new deal will yeah. keep Gary in the fold through 2027. Isn't that awesome, John? The soon-to-be 26-year-old yeah, nice. is at four and a half sacks on, on the season is and is on a pace for 11 mm-hmm. sacks in 2023. This was a smart move. 
by the Packers organization to decide to pay yeah. a player who is one of the few elite ones on the on its roster. Let me repeat that again. One of the few elite ones on its roster. John, uh, yeah, any yeah. thoughts on that? I know that we've talked no. about it quite a bit. I'm glad it just happened. I really am. Um, I'm really yes, happy. I'm, I'm glad it's done. For all those, I read some comments today that some Packer fans said this is a bad move. Are you crazy? You don't know football. That get out of my get out of my face. That's what I no. say because this guy lives. He, I told you in last week's episode against Denver, he was literally going, "Come on, guys, follow me." Yep. Even like in a movie, like busting down the door, trying to save the Dan's own distress. I mean. <laughs> He did everything. He was, and in this game, he was the same way. He was just, I mean, Minnesota has two elite tackles, and he was still giving them fits. And, yes, he did not have, you know, four or five sacks or whatever, you know, in the game, but he still was causing Kirk Cousins problems. So this is a great move. Um, one of the things, again, I heard on the way home from Tausch uh, was that, he said of all the Packer players, he would keep two Packer players and trade the rest. He would keep <laughs> Sean Gary and Elton Jenkins. Everybody else, gone. So what do you think of that, Andy? Wow. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the way they've been playing, you might be right on that. So, yeah. Uh, so, we'll so John, to win a Super Bowl, like Kansas City, they've got a They've got a quarterback, and they have a heck of a tight end, yeah, right? So they have a weapon on offense. Usually that will be a wide receiver Absolutely. or a tight end. Then they have yes. Jones on, on their defensive line. Chris Jones, I believe his name is. Yep. So yep. right now yep. Amazing player. we've got one guy. we got Rashawn Gary. We're still waiting for the quarterback, yes. and we're still waiting for the wide receiver or tight end, hopefully both. But usually those elements, oh yeah. those players are mm -hmm. key to winning a Super Bowl. If you go back and look at the yeah. last probably five, six Super Bowl winners, usually that's the, the key ingredient for success. That's the key. Yep, that's the key. Correct. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, like, uh, like the Los Angeles right. Rams too. Yeah, they've got – they had Stafford – they had Cooper Cup, and then they had uh, the defensive Aaron lineman, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. So there you go. And that right. happened just a few years back. So, and we're about to play them yeah. this weekend, okay. aren't we, John? Oh, okay. So we're so John, uh, if you're all right, we're going to move on to some NFL news we're and notes. Going, Normally, check we don't check do check this. We got some, you know, very interesting things to talk about. So, I may be a diehard Packers fanatic. However, I am also a, an NFL, a NFL fanboy first and foremost. Here are two historic and very interesting achievements that occurred in really week eight of the 2023 NFL season. Christian McCaffrey has now scored a touchdown in 17 straight games, playoffs wow. included, tying an NFL record held by Hall of Famer, Baltimore Colts running back Lenny Moore. According to Jason Ooh. Owens of Yahoo Sports, and this is what Jason says, the record stood as Moore's alone for nearly 60 years. 
he completed his 17-game scoring streak over a span from 1963 to 1964, end quote. I'll give McCaffrey credit, too, for faking everybody out. Uh, instead of doing the traditional TD spike, I don't know if you saw this, John, he slowed up his arm motion yeah. and kept the historic ball yeah. and took it and ran it to the sideline. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, good. good. I mean, he deserves it. So he's an awesome player. Yeah, he's good for I him. Wish we, I wish, wish we yeah, had him. Uh, mm. So um, second thing, uh, veteran uh, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, A.J. Brown, he's on my fantasy team, by the way, became the first wide receiver <laughs> in NFL history to log 125-plus yards in six consecutive games, passing a mark previously mm. held by short lines great Calvin Johnson, who had previously logged five. So I figured I'd let you guys know about Mm. that too. So a couple key things about uh, Christian McCaffrey and A.J. Brown. Other NFL news, we'll talk about this. Couple things. Uh, This just happened, John. I don't know if you're going to like this one. (laughs) According to NFL Network's Tom Pellicero, the Seattle Seahawks have traded for New York Giants Pro Bowl defensive lineman Letter Williams for a second round pick in a uh, in 2024 and a 2025 fifth rounder. Side note, that's funny. <laughs> that's what the Packers just got separately for Aaron Rodgers and for Devontae Adams. Arguably, they're two best players. So oh. figured I'd bring that up. Give the Thanks. five and two Seahawks credit with the San Francisco 49ers losing three straight games mm-hmm. and currently standing mm-hmm. at five and three. The Seahawks mm-hmm. are attempting to make a move to win the NFC West division yeah. and get to the Super yep. Bowl in a weak and vulnerable NFC. Hey, yeah. I wish the Packers would have done that the last several seasons. With a Hall of Fame quarterback like Aaron Rodgers on the oh. uh, yeah, and it's the Seahawks doing that bold move. <laughs> I like it, aggressive. You got to give them credit. It's, they have a weakness on their really, defensive line, and they addressed it. So really, really quickly, you know who's there? Do you remember who's there? It was the former Packer, G, uh, yeah, GM Caden. Yeah, Reed, Jerron Reed. No, no, no. John Schneider's their GM. Right. But on their defensive yeah. line right now, one of their interior defensive linemen is Jerron Reed. I believe we had him last year. We let him go. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. John but Schneider. My whole, point yeah. Is, my whole point is John Schneider, the reason he's keeping the Seahawks relevant is because things like this. And we could have had him. And we have tried going out. Just really quickly, side note Packer fans, you're sitting out there going, why don't we go after him? Well, what's going on? John Schneider, in so many words, has never coming back to Green Bay. And so I think there's some bad blood there. Something happened. I don't know what it was, but I think it's office drama. We will never get John Schneider unless the, unless the new guy taking over from Murray in a couple of years says, it's an open checkbook. Blank. What do you want? I don't know. I'm just saying, Packer fans, <laughs> you know, you know, we got John Schneider pulling some, pulling some deals. 
So sitting on his hands and going, be patient, which we have to be patient. So anyway, next next topic. <laughs> next, next thing, just, just like the Giants, the Packers need to be sellers, not buyers at mm-hmm. the trade deadline. The yeah. cutoff comes on Halloween tomorrow, October 31st <laughs> at 4 yeah. p.m. Yeah. Packers are still rumored to be buyers in the running back market. Not going to happen. That. And that, that's that a is stupid, totally stupid. That's stupid. Totally, totally foolish stupid. in my opinion. Hopefully John's too. It sounds yes. like it. <laughs> the Packers' Absolutely. offensive troubles go way beyond just a single skill skill position at this point. Yeah. That potential mm-hmm. move, potential move tells you tells you all that the Packers There's organization is just trying to save face this season. They're just trying yeah. to save face. Do you have a yeah. rebuttal on that or seems like you're in agreement no, with me. They really need to be No, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that and I went Either somebody's really, really, really smart and they just told a press guy that he ran with it to cover up who they're looking for. But come on, if they're really looking for something, you're looking for a receiver, right, that you can at least save some face and bring bring somebody in that at least you have for can help these young guys, right? Or go out and get an offensive lineman or go out and get a uh, maybe another linebacker to work with, you know. But, again, I'll, we've said it so many times, we'll say it again. We have no camp room. We really don't have any players. Even if you say, well, A.J. Dillon, okay, come on. We'd get up maybe a fourth for him. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Jair Alexander. Sure, let's trade him. Uh, we probably would wa- get a second and a fourth for him. Um, just like the Giants got. And, you know, most people are holding out for a first for him. But he comes with a big contract and a lot of baggage. So unless you're a contending team out there who says, you know what, give the Packer draft picks. Let them, let them figure it out. Really. I'm sorry. There's just nothing. There's just nothing. But I do expect the Packers to make a move that I will guarantee Andy and I will be texting each other tomorrow going, what? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So they need to be be sellers. I mean, Packers lost again. four, Four games in a row. They're two and five. You know, they the, they lost uh, to the Vikings 24 to 10. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just wanted to go through some overall thoughts here, John, and chime in uh, when you want. Not not a problem. Yeah, kinda, yeah, uh, no problem. The Packers have been in three games this year mm. where the opposition's quarterback has left the game and has not returned. Um, I think it's been three, the Saints, the Raiders, and the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, again, is apparently done for the season with an Achilles. Uh, One would think that those three fortunate injuries, fortunate for the Packers, not fortunate for the other teams, uh, would have have helped lead us to victory. The Packers Mm -hmm. are still one and two in those games Mm -hmm. and barely won the other one against the Saints. Uh, mm-hmm. That is just one word, 
Inconceivable. The Packers <laughs> have been lucky. That. The Packers have been lucky that Jordan Love has uh, been healthy, and that doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. to matter. Uh, mm-hmm. John, chime in if you want. Uh, five major factor, factors that I came up with. This yeah. is like a blueprint for Jordan's lack of success and development, That's which right. means you basically have to turn these things around. And this has to do with the game. Um, five major factors. Mistakes, especially penalties on offense. John and I were texting back and forth during the game about that. He was asking me how many penalties they had. Yeah. And uh, at the time, they had had six or whatever. But um, the Packers had 11 in the game for 99 yards overall, with the majority on offense. As a result, yep. the Packers cannot sustain drives and lose the time of possession game. You can't do that with a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mistakes after mistakes. Uh, the receivers aren't catching the ball, the damn ball, and making plays. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Case in point, yeah. Jaden Reed has a deep pass just taken away from him for an yeah. interception. The guy just ripped the ball away from him. So great play by the yep. defender. Give that Vikings defender credit. Jaden mm-hmm. has to make that play. He has to make yes. that play for his for his quarterback. Bad, bad uh, play really quickly. I saw that happen right in front of me, and Jaden Reed just didn't try. He just saw the ball, and he was trying to grab it, and then he just was, nah. It was like he just said, I don't want it. And that was, to me, part of the game where I went, are you kidding me? You should be yep. fighting and scrapping for it. And he didn't. He just stopped. Yep. He just nope. stopped. Yep. Hmm. Yep. So, John, mistakes. Can't catch the ball. Uh, third thing, Jordan Love was sacked four times. Four yep. times. The Packers' yep. offensive line just hasn't been able to protect him effectively enough. Nope. Yes, nope. he needs to get rid of the ball. <laughs> However, the middle of our line – uh, they even forgot to block a defensive tackle on a run yes. play up the middle. I think that was Absolutely. that whole, you know, so I, I know that it doesn't have to do with pass protection, but th- that was blatant. That was on, uh, I think it was a third down or fourth down play, and Dylan was trying to get the get the first down, and he ran right into the guy because that's where the where the play was going. That's not, was not Dylan's fault. And it was Josh Myers. tells you that they don't, they don't know what the hell, heck they're doing. They just Josh don't Myers know what they're doing. Block. Why? Nope. Exactly. Went the wrong way. So the Press play is going right. He went left and didn't block the guy yep. that was right in front of him. Mm-hmm. So the fourth. So the fourth thing, uh, the run game hasn't been good, which mm-hmm. in turn hasn't t- has hasn't taken the pressure off of our young quarterback. So again, we're mentioning that again. That's the sorry fans. Uh, that's the fourth thing. The fifth thing, uh, this is really the number one reason. The number one reason for Jordan Love's lack of success and development. He has been incredibly inaccurate, especially on throws over 20 yards. John, you in agreement with that? That has to get better. Otherwise, he is not going to be a professional you can't. quarterback. He's yeah. not going to be an NFL quarterback. They are going to yeah. just dare him to throw it over the top because he can't do it accurately. He just can't. He has really been, been an issue. 
Mm-hmm. How do the Packers fix this? <laughs> How do they yes. fix Jordan's accuracy problem? Okay, well, in the offseason, this is number one. This is the number one. This is the blueprint right here. In the offseason, hire a new offensive uh, co- coaching staff right away. <laughs> Josh yes. Allen had an offensive coordinator in Brian Dable who was able to get in Josh's ear and whisper things like, don't force throws into double and triple coverage. Take what the defense gives you and throw it decisively there. Keep it simple and keep yourself in the game by not taking on and hurtling defensive backs. <laughs> Brian Dable was an offense and still is an offensive guru who mm. filled the Bills' offensive playbook with plays designed to bring out Josh Allen's talents like arm strength, running ability, improvisation, and so on. These plays were cutting edge and evolved as time went on. Matt LaFleur and his staff have been called out on a lack of this numerous times, a lack of cutting edgeness, (laughs) a lack of (laughs) evolving and coming up. They know what they're going to do, John. They know yep. the opposing coaches know what they're going to do. Absolutely. So the new the schemes that are that other offensive uh, teams, you know, other teams are using, other offenses are, are using. We aren't. We aren't. Uh, you know, evolving and changing and coming up with things and coming up and scheming plays, scheming people open. So yeah. you know, I just could ran on this. Oh my gosh. Uh, so second thing. Brian Gutekunst made three critical errors. We've talked about this again, but we have to bring it up. The Packers roster doesn't have enough veteran leadership in the quarterback room or the wide receiver room. Uh, The offensive coaching staff doesn't have the right leadership to nurture and develop a young quarterback. They just don't. And the third thing, the offensive line wasn't stalwart enough to overcome injury, block for its running backs, or protect its quarterback. Higher draft capital needs to be spent on its offensive line in the 2024 draft. And I said it again. Sorry, people, but it's true. Last Mm. thing, hire a quarterback whisperer right away. A quarterback whisperer. Bring in somebody outside of the Packers organization to work with the decision-making and mechanics of Jordan Love because there is something wrong with his mechanics. There's been some yes. throws, John, that occasionally it nose dies down. Have you seen that occasionally? Austin's, he's trying to throw it up in the air and it comes. Okay. So I just don't know what, you know, I mean, those are three things, three suggestions, hopefully a blueprint to try to get things turned around, but they've got to help them out just like John said. So, John, any, uh, any other uh, words of wisdom no, you might but- have on that? Yeah, so what the weird thing is that Tom, you know, Clements is back who helped develop um, Aaron Rodgers. But when they hired him, I said to myself, Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers, okay? It's apples and oranges. So why did you hire a guy who retired two years ago, came back because Aaron Rodgers said, hey, I need you back, buddy. Come and help me. By the way, Aaron Rodgers had one of his worst seasons with under Tom Clements, second time around, 
And guess who's having a really bad season now? So do I blame Tom Clements? Yeah. No. Is he part of the problem? Yes. Is LeFleur part of the problem? Yes. Is our yes. offensive coordin- uh, uh, coordinator and all those other Yes. They're all part of the problem. Yes. And the funny thing is you go and look at there's there's plenty of things on YouTube. And I highly recommend, I'll get a couple of the names and I'll bring it up next episode. But they were, Andy brought up against the Broncos. We need to run Miami's plays. Just run those. So this guy did the same thing you said. And he, he took Miami's plays, what they ran with Mike McDaniel, and then he took Matt LaFleur running the same play, which is, is hilarious. <laughs> he was like, yes, he ran, the, Matt LaFleur ran the same play, but he ran it with a tight end instead of a running back. He ran it with a, a receiver instead of a running back. Like, he says, Mike McDaniel, he give, puts guys in there. Like, I'm going to use speed against you. I'm going to use my speed against you. And guess what? We have two guys on the team I know that run 4-3, if not lower. So, especially Christian Watson. You know, they showed a play with um, – oh, I forget his name. Cheetah. I know his nickname is Cheetah. And I always forget his name. There his nick- yep. Thank you. Take so, they were showing kill. him yep. – Yes, thank you very much. So they showed Tyreek Hill coming and watch a Miami game. They run this play like two or three times. And Tyreek Hill came in motion. And as soon as he got to the line of scrimmage, zoom, he took off. And the linebacker was like, ah, <laughs> can't cover that guy. Never going to happen. And guess what? They hit, uh, Tua hits him, uh, you know, on the run. It was like, it wasn't a touchdown, but I think he got to like the 10 yard line. And I'm thinking, Wait a minute. A Christian Watson. So just have come into motion and take off. And it was a simple, basically, slant. It was just throw the ball to the spot. So they they showed it. They, this guy did a great job of diagramming. Like I said, I'll bring up next episode. But he said, you're throwing to a spot. And I'll guarantee you, nobody's going to catch him. Because why? It's all, The guy's going full speed. He's running full speed. So all you have to do is a quarterback say, I got to throw it at the 30. So here I go. And then I thought when I was watching this, wait a minute. <laughs> Jordan Love can't do that yet. So I get it why you put a tight end in where Jordan Love doesn't have to be like, I'd be accurate. I still got to get it there. Well, a tight end is not going to run a 4-3-40 pretty much. Not gonna do it. <laughs> so that gives him an opportunity to throw. But they were just showing how Lafleur takes Mike McDaniel and screws it up. <laughs> he takes the same thing Mike McDaniel's doing and has scoring seventy points and forty points and thirty points and totally screwing it up. And I'm like, Dave, <laughs> like he's doing it right, but no one's telling him in the in the film room like. Matt, why are we putting, you know, uh, Musgrave out there to, to do a thing Tyreek Hill does? Why don't we bring Christian Watson in there? Jaden Reed, they're pretty fast guys. Nah. <laughs> so anyway, it was just really interesting. And I'll share, I'll share it. So again, Packer Blitz fans, it's not like Matt LaFleur isn't trying to scheme things open for Jordan Love. He's just doing it wrong. 
And that is an indictment of your head coach. So that's all I have to say on that one. <laughs> so so let's talk about that uh, Packers performance on Sunday, John. Let's talk about that. You got to experience it. <laughs> yes, well, I did. Well, John, Packers Blitz fans, you're about to find out. According to Justice Mosqueda of AcmePackingCompany.com, this is a quote from him. Listen very carefully. <laughs> I will. This Packers team isn't worth your time. Youth mm. is no longer an excuse for the Packers on-field product. Youth doesn't mean that you don't get to learn what routes you're supposed to run. Youth doesn't mean that in 25 first-half drives, you're allowed to score just nine points. Oh so, no, I don't blame anyone for tuning out of a bad product. Watching an offense run a modified practice on a broadcast. End quote. <laughs> John, what do you oh, think about that? Wow. You witnessed it. You saw harsh. people leaving with uh you know three minutes left or whatever yep mm -hmm. you know the product on the field hasn't been good Dang. so so john goes, yeah man. so john packers fans uh packers blitz fans here's some dictionary words to describe the packers offensive woes on sunday this is coming directly from the former english teacher right now putrid Putrid Ooh. Packers Blitz fans means very Ooh. unpleasant, repulsive, putrid, banal, banal, <laughs> so lacking in originality as to be obvious and boring. Ooh. And the last one, John. So we got putrid Ooh. and banal. Last one, feckless. Listen Ooh. to this one. Lacking initiative or strength of character, irresponsible. The last one is directed at the players and the coaching staff. Get your act together. Get your act together, uh, Packers defense. No Justin Jefferson. Just let uh, Kirk Cousins, K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison, and T.J. Hawkinson light you up over and over and over again. Even Cam Akers was able to run right through the defense for a score. Jeez. I did want to point out that Kirk Cousins looked oh. very crisp, accurate, and decisive with the football, unlike Jordan Love. Kirk's a good guy. The injury was a devastating yeah, thing to see. Uh, hopefully his career will continue with another winning organization. I'll say it again. A Packers Blitz special announcement. Cousins will not be the Vikings quarterback next year. We said that several episodes ago. Even before the injury, they will have to move on from Kirk Cousins. There were there were a few stars on the Packers D, John, just to make it a little bit uh, you know, pot more positive. Uh Devondre Campbell had 14 tackles. <laughs> 14 tackles, John. Back from wow. injury, came back, uh, played wow. really well. Preston Smith had two sacks and a forced fumble. Uh yeah, Kenny Clark well. also had a sack. Could I mention that? Uh, it was nice to see some veterans making plays. We talked about that in the previous podcast also. However, the Packers are not 
getting off the field and cannot create turnovers. According to Wendell Ferreira, who covers the Packers and the NFL for mm -hmm. A to Z Sports, here's a quote from him. Jair Alexander, for instance, is playing the worst football of his career. The cornerback yes, was beaten by rookie Jordan Addison multiple times, and there was no answer. Considering Jair's uh, price tag, it wouldn't be absurd to consider a trade, end quote. So, John, you brought this up before. <laughs> I know you really mm -hmm. love Jair, but I know, I, know that, I, I know that you don't want to hear it. So, Alexander this season has 12 tackles on the season, yeah. two pass def passes defensed, and zero, no interceptions in 2023. Mm. It's, a, it's no wonder the Packers rank an abysmal 28th, 28th in takeaways for a reason uh, this season. 28th in takeaways. Mm. The only mm -hmm. positive thing that I want to talk about <laughs> is, is the Packers special teams play. Uh, for the second week in a row, the special teams blocked a field goal attempt. Yep. And Mr. Simone Biles, uh, Jonathan Owens, made a great play, caught yep. it, and took it back for a nice return. Uh, this time, uh, it was John's guy, Carl Brooks, Carl Brooks. Uh, blocking the field goal. Did you, did you know that, John? Yes, I did. Yep, he blocked it. Uh, Josh Whelan, our, the punter, yeah. was booming uh, punts 50-plus yards all day. And Anders Carlson, again, can make a kick or two, can he, John? So yes, he's looking he really good as well. So he was, that's pretty uh, awesome. Just really I figured quick, I'd end with really, that. Yeah, really quickly, um, and we'll do this uh, two Packers blitz offensive defense players of the game, so we don't forget that again. Um, so <laughs> Anders Carlson, and I'm not kidding, folks, he was kicking from – midfield yes the g in the middle field and he made two out of three field goals i'm not kidding you i couldn't wow. believe it at lambo in the cold <laughs> at lambo what two out of three now did they go crossing over the bar no but did they make it barely but they made it and i was like and, you know, I was with my friend Darren. He doesn't care. But I said, that's insane. Like, he, <laughs> you know, now, granted, he he did, he had it, like, not on a tee, but he had it on one of those things, um, whatever you call it, uh, special little holder things. Yeah. And the third one that he missed, maybe Wynn took it. So, I was like, okay, Pat, Matt LaFleur, if you <laughs> literally on the 45 and you can't get anywhere just to get send them out get some points i don't know if you'll make all of them but i could not believe it it was crazy gotta, gotta score points somehow john might as well use Woo. him as a weapon right use them give him uh, a shot one other, why not one other quick thing. let's just do this really quickly because this is gonna be easy Packers Bliss, offensive player of the game. Andy is, 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 is. <laughs> no idea. Who? Good. That's uh, right. It might have been, might have, might have been Jaden Reed. Uh, I think he had 80 some yards. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but that one play was a killer that he dropped that pass. Yeah, yeah. 
Or actually not yeah. dropped, but he got it taken yeah. away. Pack from him six six drop passes. So offensive player of the game. Um, I'm gonna give it to AJ Dillon yeah, again. He was really. running hard. He re- he was really running hard. He's really starting to show either one. If you trade me, okay, look at what I can do. Yeah. Um, defensive player of the yeah, game. I think, he rushed, uh, I think he had well, just to cut you off a second, John. Yeah, he yeah. was he had six rushes for like 11 yards. Where he excelled was in the passing game. He did really Pass well. Catchy. I think he had yes, several I should have made it clear. Oh. Should have made that clear. Okay. Um, defensive player of the game. Um, I'm going to go with Preston, uh, Preston Smith. I thought he played really well. Um, Andy, agree? Don't agree? Yep. Okay. I totally Let's agree. Move on that. to, That's why I brought him up. <laughs> yes, he played really well. And I think, again, he's on the trade block, both him and Dylan. So don't be surprised, Packer fans, yep. tomorrow or – Maybe later today, tonight, those guys are traded. So don't, don't, you know, we're cleaning house. Get what Especially we can get. Justin so. Smith, and I'm glad he had a great game. Um, yep. He's he's been a great player for us and a real role model for the young players. So yes, be uh, sad to yeah. see him go. He's been a great yeah, player. So for sad us, to so. see him go. Yeah. So Rams coming in. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Why not? Yeah, so Why it's not? Uh, Sunday, this uh, this Sunday, November. I forgot to put the date. <laughs> well, November doesn't something. Matter. What would it be? Whatever. November 5th. 5th, there we go. It's the 5th. If you say the Packers are favored again, uh, I'm going to smack you. If you say the Packers are favored again, um, I'm going to smack you. Oh, God damn. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so. So the so the, so the games at noon, games at noon on Fox. Uh, Packers are favored. Uh, there's some other, you know, uh, gurus have them two point five, two and a half point favorites. Some have them oh, at three points. Yeah, they're they're favored again. Unbelievable. We told uh, Vegas to stop doing this, but they they oh, keep doing it. So. Right. Yep, and the over under is uh, thirty nine and a half points, which is pretty darn low. <laughs> For an NFL <laughs> game, um, so the recent history, John, this is kind of interesting, okay. and I know right. you know we're just going to be over an hour again. The the Rams and the Packers have met ten times since 2006. Green Bay is an, an impressive eight and two in ten mm-hmm. meetings, eight and two, John. In their most recent mm-hmm. game, the Packers defeated the Rams 24 to 12 last December. The last three games have been at Lambeau Field, where the Packers have gone three and zero against the Rams. Lafleur is three and zero against the Rams head coach Sean McVay <laughs> since taking over in Green Bay. John Packers fans, this is just like all the problems that this franchise has had playing head to head against the San Francisco 49ers. Just like the 49ers are our kryptonite. The Packers are the Rams' kryptonite. Of course, that's in reference to Superman. Um, yeah, so actually, I'm kind of feeling good about this. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, John. But um, keep going. So, the, so, <laughs> so let's so let's talk about the Rams. Uh, the two and oh, five boy. Packers and losers of four games in a row 
are possibly lucking out again because the three and five Rams starting quarterback, Matthew Stafford, suffered a right thumb injury. He's not left-handed. His throwing hand, right thumb injury during the 43-20 drubbing by the Dallas Cowboys. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network reported that the x-rays have have at least returned somewhat good news and that Stafford's status for Sunday is still, in quotes, up in the air. He is officially listed as questionable by the Rams. Mm. Uh, So we're lucking Mm. out with that, possibly. Uh, Starting running back, uh, Kyron Williams is is on IR and still is. He was one of the NFL Mm. leaders with 456 rushing yards when he went down a few weeks ago. The Packers are lucking out on that as well. Uh, Star wide receiver Cooper Cup is back from injury. Since week five, uh, he started off. uh, He had eight catches for 118 yards, no touchdowns. The next week, uh, week six, seven catches, 148 yards, and a touchdown. Week seven, this is where it changed. Two catches, two catches, 29 yards, no touchdowns. And last week, John, Packers fans, Packer Bliss fans, four catches, 21 yards, no touchdowns. So last couple weeks, Mm. uh, Mm. he hasn't looked very good. Cup, we might be looking out again. Cup has been peppered with passes. Try to say that several times. As usual, he's been peppered with passes. Peppered with passes. With not with not a lot of production to show for it again in the last few weeks. So Mm -hmm. um, rookie wide receiver sensation Puka Nakua, uh, fifth rounder out of BYU, has been awesome. His uh, Mm -hmm. stat line so far, John, fifth rounder, 61 catches, 795 yards, and two touchdowns. That's his stat line. Wow. I wish one. heard of the guy. I wish one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's been awesome. He was he took over for a cup while he was out. Now that he's back, mm-hmm. he's still doing really well. I wish one, just one of our wide receivers, mm-hmm. you know, had, had been that good or has been that good. And they mm-hmm. just haven't, have they, John? Uh the Rams D is below average and was expected to be that way after they traded all pro corner cornerback uh Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins before the season. The perennial all-pro and game record defensive lineman Aaron Donald is still with the club. Um, He's done okay this year. He's not been the total game record that he normally is, but he's been doing all right. Um, Linebacker Ernest Jones, uh, who is uh, a tackling machine, by the way, is the only other player of note Mm -hmm. on the Rams Mm -hmm. D. So they have a bunch of just guys um, but they've been performing better than some people thought they were going to. But lately, not so much. They gave up 43 points to, to Ellis last week. So uh, so the Packers. Um, John, anything on the on the uh, Rams before I move on to the Packers? Nope. <laughs> okay. So the nope. so the, so basically what, what's been happening lately is that a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Uh, basically mm-hmm. a death by a thousand cuts. Uh, yeah. We have the sixth most penalties entering last week in the league, the sixth most. Uh, we're the wow. ninth in drop passes. We're 31st in time of possession now. We're even worse than we were before. 
Uh, we're in the bottom half of the league in third down conversions, which had been a strength, but now we're getting, you know, we're not doing very well with that either. Uh, the Packers have only converted uh, just 42% of their red zone attempts into oh, touchdowns, oh. by the way. This has been a recipe for the Packers losing four straight, and the Packers don't seem to poise to change that anytime soon. So, John, anything on the Packers? People basically know how we've been playing, and uh, I didn't decide to talk about too much no, regarding no. that. And we, are, we already okay. talked about you know all that, so let's go on to our prediction. Yeah, unfortunately, we were both correct last week. Great job, John. Yeah. Um, yeah I guess. I, <laughs> I guess. So, John, your prediction. You're four and three on the year so far. Um, so what, are you, what are you predicting for the game? The losing continues. We lose 28 to 17. The Rams, we are now officially the get right team. We are the, we are the team on the schedule that people go, Oh, we're playing the Packers. That's a win. Doesn't feel good. Does it Packer fan? Okay. okay so 28, so, 17, John. Yep. Yep. Any other Andy? thoughts on that? <laughs> no, no, nope. I'm just going to nope. say with that. So not that we're keeping track, but I'm five and two on the year. Um, the Packers are going to win this game, uh, twenty really? to sixteen over the Rams. All right, and that's regardless of whether Matthew Stafford really? plays or not. If he does huh. play, we're probably less likely, of course, to win. But uh, there probably is. I, I would, I would expect him to play because he usually finds a way to play. But it is his throwing hand, his right hand, so he's got to yeah. be able to grip the ball. So they thought he had fractured it, and supposedly hmm. the X-rays came back negative i would assume so um so i do feel good about which team they're playing the rams and the packers won't lose a third game at lambeau in a row so if they lose the again way, they'll andy, three. by the way andy you know the longest home game losing streak in green bay packers history how many games was it oh gosh take a guess oh i don't take a I, guess. uh Six. Ooh, seven games. We did it two different times. Okay. One was in the 40s. And can you guess what era the second time we did it? Take a guess. The 80s. It's pretty obvious. Yay! Yes. In the, the in the 40s, <laughs> late, late 40s and 80s. We lost at Lambeau seven games in a row. Wow. So very interesting. Very interesting. There you go. So, yeah, you so go. If, the, if the Packers cannot win this game at home, then they cannot win any game. No. Period. No. Especially if You're Stafford right doesn't play. If you can't win this Spot game, uh, you can't. You can't win any of them. So yeah, they again can. have been handed a victory. Uh, they need to take advantage of it and beat the Rams. And uh, hopefully that happens. I've got, I've got them yeah. winning, John. I may yeah, come to regret it. Positive. But, I don't know. Yep. History, history dictates that we're going to win. So, 
Yes. So, right. uh, so here's my here's my upbeat conclusion to yeah. the to the podcast, upbeat. John, and then I'll let you have at it. Um, like sure. many loyal Packer fans out there, I don't feel very good about the current state of affairs with the Packers front office, Packers coaches, and the Packers roster. Sorry to be a downer. However, I do think However. that the play calling, coaching, coaching staff won't be as banal. The players' jobs assignments won't be as feckless as before, and the overall level of play won't be as putrid. As a result, Packers win, Packers win, Packers win this week. Maybe even the Packers' front office will score uh, score us all a win uh, by trading some of the players on expiring contracts or, or ones who just don't fit into the long-term plans for the team. Goody. The trade deadline is tomorrow. Uh, so happy Halloween to everyone. Uh, I will personally eat personally eat three uh, full-size candy bars tomorrow. One, one candy bar to inspire Goody to make a trade or two. Mm. One to inspire Matt LaFleur's modern offensive play calling. Uh, I hope that starts. And one to inspire all Packers players to give some more ex- inspiring play for their beloved Packers fans. John? Very nice. Very nice. That was very sweet and salty. That's the way I like things, man. Um, <laughs> so, again, one of, the, one of the main things, like Andy said, is this. And we've all said, first of all, we've learned in this episode, we're in uncharted territory, okay? This is, this is not supposed to happen. Did we think there'd be growing pains? Absolutely. Is it all Jordan Love's fault? No. Is it Matt LaFleur? Is, is it Tom Clements? Is it, you know, Goody? Is it is it Mark Murphy? Yeah. They all need to sit down and say, hey, guys, what's the solution? You know, don't cause problems. When I sit with my teams, when I've been management and, and I'm a manager now, I always tell my teams when we're, when we face a problem, look, I don't need more problems. I need solutions. I don't need excuses. I need solutions. So if the solution is to trade a couple of players, get some draft picks. Okay. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. If the solution is to say, Hey, this is my fault. I take it upon myself. I'm going to put in extra time with, Jordan this week. Okay, great. That's the way to be a pot team. And when you go to the territory, sometimes you find treasure, right? Maybe find some sweet stuff, but also you find spooky stuff, right? You might find a monster or two. And right now we're we're seeing nothing but monsters and horror, uh, which is perfect for Halloween. Um, that's what we're seeing. So Andy and I, and just like all these Packer fans out here, we need to represent, we need to stay positive. Yes, but we also be realistic, right? And that's the main thing, is when we have an opportunity to talk about the Packers, Andy and I can be realistic, but we're also going to try to find solutions and trying to find a way to make this better. So that's all I have to say. Uh, I wish everyone a happy Halloween. Be safe out there. And again, rate us five stars. Uh, make sure you listen to us on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast for Packers Blitz. 
Like I said, too, we're also on YouTube. You can listen to us on there. I put some clips on. <laughs> Please check them out. They're me at the game. Uh, yes, I make some comments about the Vikings sucking, but I will not take that back <laughs> and not apologize to Viking fans about that. And But I do wish, you know, Kirk Cousins all the best. He's a good guy. He's a good player. And I, I hope he can recover, and I hope everything works out with him, whether with the Vikings, which Andy and I doubt, <laughs> or with another team. So that's it for our Halloween special here. Andy, anything else to add before we wrap up? Yeah, a couple of things. Hopefully uh, all of us get a treat on uh, this coming Sunday, <laughs> Packers victory. And uh, – Happy Halloween, John. Happy Halloween, Packers Blitz fans out there and all Packers uh, supporters out there. Yes. All right. All right, buddy. We have to finish. Go, Pack, go. Go, Pack, go. All right, buddy. Love you. Talk later.